Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord is all over. Amen. And I know that when God shows up, something happens. Hallelujah. And something will happen to somebody tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, tonight, Bishop is in the house again. Amen. And today, by the grace of God, Bishop did not come alone. He actually came with his wife. Hallelujah. And he's called Mama Nancy. Hallelujah. How many of us want to hear her voice? Oh, okay. Mama Nancy, the whole church said they want to hear your nice voice. Hallelujah. So, shall we welcome Mama, jo Mama Nancy to come and say hi to us? Hallelujah. Amen. Um, it's a privilege to be here this evening, and I'm very honored to join my husband to come and visit the church. And I believe that um, Taifa will not be the same again. Amen. Wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. Hallelujah. Well, it is about time. Amen. And uh, I mean, I told you yesterday that, I mean, there are some men of God, the moment they come to pass, a lot of things happen. And thank God that God has given us one of the choicest servants in the whole of UD. Hallelujah. A very anointed man of God who is very experienced, who has served God for so many years. Hallelujah. And thank God that God has given us such an anointed person to come and minister to us. Yesterday, you saw it, you saw the manifestations of the power of God in the house. Hallelujah. He spoke about the kingly anointing. It's an anointing that when it comes upon you, it changes an ordinary person to become a king hallelujah you know he made a statement that you know kings kings they don't carry money the real kings they don't carry money they command money they command blessings hallelujah and i know that i mean as he began preaching and ministering to us yesterday i mean i can feel the presence and a lot of things a lot of changes happening right in our life hallelujah and we are beginning to command some blessings some blessings are following us some kingly anointing don't say that i am a man i am a woman so i i, I cannot be a, a queen a king hallelujah the king applies to both men and then women hallelujah and he explained it so powerfully hallelujah you know bishop operates in different different offices by the grace of god hallelujah it's a prophet. I mean, yesterday we saw the manifestation of the prophetic. It's a teacher of the word. I mean, the way he took his time and then made God understand the kingly anointing. Hallelujah. He's an apostle who has established a lot of branches. He's a teacher, an apostle, an evangelist. He preaches, he moves move almost a lot of time. He traveled to minister the word of God. Hallelujah. And with signs and 
wonders following a lot of souls being saved amen and i know that as he ministers to us somebody is catching some spirit some anointing some grace that is in the house amen tonight i just want you to fasten your seat belt and then be ready for what god has in store for us hallelujah i don't know where the holy spirit will lead him but i know that something will definitely happen to us a certain blessing and a certain anointing a certain grace you by all means carry something out of here hallelujah so if i were you i'll put my phone aside no chatting i'll concentrate let our mind and everything be here hallelujah and let's concentrate and allow the holy spirit to minister to us tonight hallelujah amen are you ready are you sure you are ready then with jesus joy i said with jesus joy with jesus joy let's welcome into our international puppets the ministry of bishop fred answer fast I'm so surprised you know but we have a lot to be thankful for you know for all that God has done um, even for the disappointments we are thankful to God for some of the sufferings we are thankful to God and all that we have been through we are thankful to God because all things work together for our good 
to them who are called according to his purpose and to those who love God. Amen. So we thank God and I believe that honoring um, this convention to attend just because of the name of the convention, um, your whole being, your whole mind, your whole attitude and everything is saying thank you to God for all that he has done from the beginning of this year in your life, in your health, in your family, um, with your children, with your marriage, your schooling and everything, your business, your work. God has been very good. Let's put our hands together and celebrate God. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, yesterday I was here with some brothers. I was here with Pastor Evans um, yesterday. Um, Pastor Evans is our council administrator. Um, yesterday I was here with Reverend Gideon. Um, I was here yesterday with Reverend Dixon. I was here yesterday with um, Pastor Nathan. I believe so. Amen. And um, tonight I'm here with Pastor Joseph. He's a pastor um, and an anointed singer. So that is a blessing. Amen. Tonight, um, I'd like to share something um, very brief um, by the grace of God and then we'll pray. How many would like us to pray and then we'll minister the Spirit of God? Amen. Lord, we thank you and we bless you for tonight. What a blessing to be here and to speak your word in Taifa Church um, to the precious people who are here. Um, also from the Christian village as well. We thank you and we bless you. We glorify your name for your great presence. Thank you that Satan's power is bound and every work that he has today we are canceling it and nullifying it in Jesus' name. Thank you that your people will go free. Your people will be liberated. Your people will be um, set free from all captivity, from all kinds of um, present condition thank you for every yoke that Lord is present here tonight in anybody's life that is destroyed by the anointing and every burden that is lifted we thank you Holy Spirit for your great presence cause us to catch an anointing let an impartation of the spirit take place change us and transform us we pray in Jesus name Amen Alright, put your hands together and you may be seated. Tonight again, we want to honor Prophet Doug for his great example to all of us and for the opportunity that he has given to all of us. Great, 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 great man of God. We are thankful also to our UD convener, Bishop Sam. Very, very anointed man of God. Our father in this region for many, many years, and also to our convener of the LHI, Bishop Mausi, for all his care for the churches. Hallelujah. Amen. We bless God for giving us such fathers um, and overseers over our lives in um, so many different ways. You may be seated, please. Turn the Bible again to um, Revelation chapter 1 I read from verse number 5 um, we read this yesterday I want to read it again um, this evening 
Let's look at from verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you, and peace from him who is, and which was, and which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. So yesterday we saw that Jesus um, is the prince of all the kings who are on this earth. He says, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So verse 6 again, And has made us kings and priests unto God and his father so we see that revelations one starts to describe who jesus christ is and then also sending the church is you and i um the fact that we have been made kings and priests unto god and his father hallelujah so I started to say yesterday that you are a king. Amen. You come from the royal family of God. And even though you are not a king on this earth in terms of which family you are um, associated with, you are actually a king in the kingdom of God. Amen. So act like one. Behave like one. Alright. Reign like one. Rule like one. Amen. As a king, all power um, that is in heaven and in earth, under the earth, is also subject unto you. Because you, you sit in the same authority of Jesus Christ. Because he's seated in heavenly places, far above all principality and power, dominion and thrones. Alright, so you can stop playing when I'm ready. I'll signal you. Far above all principalities and powers and dominions and thrones. So Jesus Christ is um, someone whose authority we share in because we are seated with him in that place. All right. And anytime there is a battle, um, where you are in terms of the height always gives you an advantage. Yeah, so when there is a war, if you have an air force, you have an advantage because you have the opportunity to fight from the air. Yeah, when we fight from the air, we gain advantage. You see, um, anytime, for example, some people are planning an ambush in a war, they always plan the ambush on a high plain or on a hill when you throw something from above if you shoot an arrow from above if you shoot a gun from above you always have an advantage so where jesus is seated in high places gives the church an advantage over the enemy you see because of where we sit and we we have the same power 
you know, the, the new Christian who has come to Christ only yesterday has authority over all the powers of the devil. Yeah. The only reason why he may not exercise that authority is because he does not know about it. But you are a very, very powerful person. If only you exercise your authority. You are very, very powerful. Amen. So you are a king. And um, you should act and behave like a king. Somebody who is reigning. And somebody who is ruling. You know, usually, the way we, we talk, we behave, sometimes it's like we have a defeatist attitude. Yeah, we speak sorrowfully. We speak in a manner that is like things will not work. Things are too late. It's too hard. It's too difficult. Usually we use our circumstances and our surroundings to kind of determine whether God is able to do something in our lives or not. But nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is impossible when it comes to God. Neither is anything late when it comes to God. That is why the prayer topics and requests and desires of your heart, I said you should bring. You know, it's it's not too late for God to do something before December ends. I want you to believe that. I want you to believe that. It's not too late at all. And um, God will surprise some people. In this convention, you'll be surprised. I said God will surprise you. Are you here? So, I want you to understand that um, you have overcome um, the enemy and act like a king. Behave like a king. Turn, the, turn to the person sitting by you and tell the person, behave like a king. Okay. Yeah. Behave like one. Alright. Kings and priests unto God. So I'm a king. You are also a king. Yeah. You are a king. You see. Mm. So you are supposed to be wearing a crown. Yeah. See, the crown on a person's head shows that your head is very precious. And that you are very precious. So as a precious young lady, you should not cheapen yourself by allowing some foolish guy be somewhere in this area. To be just using you anyhow. You see. And making you sleep with him four times in a week. Why? Yes. It's my people who should be doing this. That you can call your wife or your husband at any time. Say, look, I, I want to sleep with you. Come now and let's make some love. But you are not married to the person. The person can just call you at any time. Yes. Eh? Why? You are in church. Right? They are calling you. Yes. Eh? You see, you are a king. You are a very precious person. 
Yeah. Anybody who is intending to be to marry you or is interested in you, the person should line up at your father's house with a lot of gifts and other things to seek your hand in marriage properly. Yeah. You see, because you are you are not you are not a cheap person. You are royalty. You are royalty. Yeah, you are royalty. You see. So <laughs> you should you should walk in that preciousness that God you know has placed on your life and on your head. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know your your kinship that you have also makes you somebody who controls a lot of resources financial resources. I was telling you yesterday that Jesus, he didn't carry, carry money around. Yeah, if he needed it, he would just command for it to be brought. Anyway, anyhow. Yeah. Even his treasurer he was working with, he was a thief. I didn't bother him so much. Yeah. Judas was always taking some of the money to go and do things. But Jesus knew yeah, but he was never in short of money. Never in short of money. Yeah. People will make it available to him. You see. And um, the, the elements, nature, everything was at his beck and call. If he, if he needed food, all he needed was to just tell them, look, put your net here. There's a lot of fish on this side. And all the fish will respond to the word of Jesus. They will all come immediately to the net. You see. And he will take some and he will eat. Jesus, he also like eating a lot. Those of you who don't like eating. Yeah, Jesus, apart from the, the fasting he did at the beginning of his ministry for 40 days and 40, we never heard that he did any fasting again. Yeah. Apart from the early one. But usually when you see him, he's eating. Yeah, if you invite him to his house, when he comes, he's eating. Yeah, he's eating. When he went to Lazarus, Mary, and Martha's house, they made food for, for him and he, he ate. Yeah, you see. When he did a miracle in John 21, he baked some of the, the, the fish. You see, on, 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 on the... A coal pot over there. He grilled it. You see. Yeah. And he even, had, he, even, he even had bread in addition. You see. And when you come to his church and it's late and by the time you get home, food will be finished on the way. He will multiply bread and fish. Yeah. So he was always eating. Even when he wanted to institute an important ritual in the church. You see. That brings miracles and power and glory and all that. He instituted communion, which is food. So he was always associated with food. You see. So truly, when you are like Jesus and you are a king, you will also not lack what to eat. But you know how to manage your food, when to eat and when not to eat. And you allow the scriptures like, man shall not live by bread alone. 
You see, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Like the food is there, but you can decide that I won't eat it because I'm waiting on God, I'm fasting, I'm in prayer, and so on. Yeah, but Jesus, he was comfortable with eating. When he came with the New Testament, a lot of the food that was not eaten in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, it was eating. He said, everything is sanctified by prayer. If you want to eat bat, you can eat. If you want to eat snake, you can eat. If you want to eat cat, you can eat. Yes. Anything you want to eat, once you are comfortable with it, nothing is forbidden a Christian. Nothing, including pork. It's sanctified by prayer. Once you pray over it, you are okay to eat it. You see, so I believe that this Christmas you have one of the best Christmas ever. May you eat any kind of food that you would like to eat. Any kind of food that you have not enjoyed very well this year. This Christmas it shall be available to you. I said it shall be available to you. I prophesy to your storeroom. Your storeroom will not be empty. Your storeroom will not be dry. I see bags of rice in your storeroom. I see I see yam in your storeroom. I see plantain in your storeroom. I see ripe plantain in your storeroom. In your freezer, I see chicken. I see red fish. I see goat meat. I see cow meat. I see sausages. I see every kind of food that you like. Is there in the name of Jesus Christ? When you open your fridge, I see drinks. I see champagne. It's packed there. I see Coke. I see Fanta. I see Don Simon. I see Sims. All is there. You shall enjoy. I say you shall enjoy. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, he ate. He ate freely. Even when he went for weddings and realized that there were shortages of wine and other things. He will just multiply some right now. So that people can enjoy. You know. So, I believe that truly... God will like you to be comfortable and also satisfied. Yeah. You know. And if you are here and you have been very hungry before, the only reason why God allowed you to go through that hunger so that you can know the feeling of hunger and he will help people one day who are hungry by supporting them and by having a ministry to them. Because you understand what hunger is. Is somebody understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so God will bless you. God will bless you. you know, some of you, you've been bachelors for a long time. One day a pastor took, he took his pastors, and most of them were sit down, most of them were bachelors. He took them to a buffet restaurant. When the manager of the restaurant saw the pastors, and realized that both of them were single. He said, I beg you, can you go to another restaurant and eat? Because even though it's a buffet here, I know that your pastors you have brought, there will be no limit to what they will eat. And truly speaking, by the time they were finished, all the food was finished. Yeah, buffet, all the food was finished there. And the manager said, I told you that the food will be finished here. 
You know, so when you have been single for a long time, when you go to a party, some of you don't know that when you go to a party and it's a buffet, you can eat as many times as you want. You don't know that. So when you take your plate the first round, then you do something like Mount Everest. You see that salad is falling to the side, macaroni is falling to the side, spaghetti is falling to the side, the, the head of the fish is gone off the plate. It's like you have packed your plate to eat. You know, but when you do that, people will be watching you and say, ah, where has this person come from? You see. Yeah, but what you have to do is that just fill your plate a bit, eat, and then go again and take some more and eat and take some more and eat yeah but don't overfill your plate yeah see when you do that you become a bushman you see you have combined desserts cake and sweets with shito and red pepper green pepper is that the combination is not working properly you see, yeah, everything together. It's because you're a bachelor. But I see a time is coming. A time is coming. Even one day, one day you see the food. You say, I can't eat. I can't eat. I can't eat. I'll just take this small. You see the food in your house. You see that, oh, I can't eat. A time is coming. You'll be surprised. That is how your life will be. Amen. Yeah. Certain struggles and things you have been through. You will not be through them any longer. I believe it. Yeah. Yes. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Your new season is coming. I say your new season is coming. Are you here? Believe in God and believe in his power to change you. There are some things that you have not imagined that they can ever happen to you. But they will happen to you. Yeah, you'll be surprised. They will happen to you. Yeah. God will, will change your story. God will transform you. Put your hands together. Amen. Amen. Sit down. So, you are a king. Then the Bible says also that you are a priest. I find these two descriptions of who a Christian is very insightful. Why? Because some of you are priests and if you are a priest and you are poor, your priesthood becomes difficult. That is why the Christians of the New Testament is prophesied in revelations that they are both kings and priests. So, when you are a saint and a believer and you are a servant of God, you are also supposed to be a king. When you are a king, like you are a lay person, you are a secular person. You do your work. You do your business. You are also supposed to be a priest. 
I hope you understand what I'm saying. So, in the church of God, the demarcation of clergy and laity is only in existence just for the purposes of order. But in reality, in the kingdom of God, there is nothing like clergy and laity. Because we are all kings and priests. If you are a teacher, you are a king. In addition to your life, you are supposed to be a priest unto God. If you are a priest, in addition to your priesthood, you are supposed to be a king. Both anointings must work on your life. You know, yesterday I was teaching you that in the Old Testament, there were three main anointings at work. Because it is the New Testament that the Holy Spirit is in Christians. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was on people who believed and who followed God. But it was not in them. Because they were not converted inside. Because Jesus had not come. So, God wanted to cause his purposes to be done on the earth. So, he put his anointing on his people either to become a king like Saul or David or to become a priest like Aaron or Levi or to become a prophet like Samuel or Moses or Joshua or Jeremiah or Isaiah or Habakkuk or Zachariah or Malachi. So these three main anointings was what was at work. So you were either a king or you were a priest or a prophet. And sometimes somebody like Samuel was both a prophet and a priest. You see? Then God started to put an anointing for priesthood alone. And the first priest was Aaron. And his line now became the priesthood. Then with the priesthood there, there will also be the prophets who were, who were also there ministering in a separate office alongside the priesthood and the kingship. So, God in the New Testament, when you talk about priesthood, that we are kings and priests, the priesthood is unto God. You see, we, we are serving God. We are serving in his house. We are serving in his temple. And as we serve God, we are also acting as his spokesperson. A prophet is the spokesperson of God. He speaks for God. You see, so a Christian is a spokesperson for God. Jesus doesn't walk on this earth practically since he went to heaven. He doesn't walk on the earth witnessing here in official town you know, or Typha. He doesn't do that. But we will be the ones who will do that. Because we are his spokesperson. We are his ambassadors. We are his prophets. We speak for God. We are his mouthpiece. We are the oracle of God. So we are both priests and prophets. So the kingship is one side. And that is why all the scriptures that talk about doing well, prospering, having dominion, being fruitful, replenishing the earth, 
subduing the earth. They are all true. Because that is a king. A king has a domain. And he dominates. He has dominion. Over where God has given him dominion over. So, all that. And you see that there are some churches who emphasize that. Dominion. They emphasize subduing. They emphasize authority, power, and order. Because it is in the Bible and it is the gospel. It is true. It is the gospel. You see. But it is not all of the gospel. It's just part. Apart from us being kings and having dominion and authority and ruling the earth as originally God made Adam, we are also supposed to be prophets and priests for God. And that is why we teach in this ministry and in this church that every one of us can work for the Lord. And every one of us can do something for the Lord. You can become a shepherd. You can become a pastor. You can become a servant of God. Because God has made us kings and priests. Are you here? Now scriptures like I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. They are all true. Because a king is supposed to prosper. Else your kingship becomes a stool without money. How many of you have gone to a, a town before and you went to the palace of the chief and you realized that the chief seemed like the poorest man in the whole of, of Ghana? Yeah, when you see the palace, oh, this chief is poor. He doesn't have money at all. Yeah. And there are some chiefs also in Ghana. Even they, they say they are kings. Yeah. Even though in our constituency there is no king. They are all chiefs, but they, they say they are kings. Because they, they have a certain control. And they have money. They have lands. They have resources. Yeah, they are all at their, at their beck and call. When they say they are doing a project and they, 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 they form a foundation for something. Hey! In just in one day, people respond with thousands of cities and millions to to come and support because the king has spoken. Yeah. So that is how God wants us to be. You see, sometimes Christians are not rich yet because we don't have a heart to establish the covenants of God and the purposes of God. Hmm? Now in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, look at what the Bible says. And thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Wealth, riches. Wealth, money. Hmm? Sika. Lajan. Eh? Do. Do. Cash. Kudi. Wealth. Why? Why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers. Mm. God wants to establish his covenant. That is why he gives people wealth. So when your heart is not God's will 
to finance his work, to support his work. You know, God's church is very far from you. Then you, you become someone who doesn't even understand why God gives wealth. Well, that's the reason why you have not prospered to a certain place. Because if you prosper, you will never think about buying the church a bus. If you prosper, it will never cross your mind of building one of the church buildings that are being shown by the prophet on flow prayer. It will never cross your mind. It will never cross your mind that you should buy the church a church land. It will never cross your mind that, oh, you should build a church for where you, you, you are worshipping. Or you buy equipment for the church. Yeah. You see, it's far from your mind. You don't have the covenant of God and its establishment on your heart. But it's the reason why God gives the power for wealth. You, you've never thought about it that, oh God, if you bless me one day with prosperity, I will feed 200 children every day who don't have anything to eat. You've never thought about that. I will house 100 children every year. Why should God give you prosperity? Because all you are thinking about is yourself. Perhaps even when you become rich, even your real character starts to show. Some of you have not pierced your ears and things because you don't have money. But the day you get money, you pierce your ear. Four holes. Some of you, you don't know girls at all, but the day you get money, suddenly you know how to manage five girls at a time. Yeah, because now you can afford it. You see. Yeah. You see, and, and for that reason which is in your heart, which is hiding, God is saving you by not bringing you that money. He's not giving the wealth so that you backslide. He's giving the wealth so that he establishes his covenant. Are you there? If God blesses you with a car, you will never pick church members from your area to church. You would rather be saying your head, oh, church members, you can be in the area. Before we are just we call Washimbe. We call Washimbe, so I just have me talk this kind of um, a air refreshner and things and put in my car. Yeah. All what I'm preaching, it is not like I'm joking. No. This, this is how we are. This is how we are. This is how we are. Yeah, this is how we are. You're a young lady, you look very respectful today. But if God is to bless you with prosperity, your mother will be in trouble. Mother will be in trouble. Yeah. If your mother ever calls you and says that, oh, she needs some money, it will not be easy. Yeah. If says she can get it to a one. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah, Juma. Yeah, Brett. Hey. It will not be easy at all. Your small prosperity. You see. So, I told the Bia, Janko, boy, you're careful. Ah, sometimes it's very careful. Yeah. And sometimes for your own sake. He said that, oh, you manage this small one for now. Maybe later on, if you are changed in your heart, I can bless you. Yeah. Because let me tell you for a fact that prosperity, God is looking at the heart. But what is your heart sometimes can be seen. How does God see what is in your heart? For example, God says in his word that the person who is faithful in small things will be faithful in much. So when you have little, your faithfulness in how you relate with the little is a display of what is in your heart. And the day that you get a lot, that is the same behavior. So let me ask you a question. Why should God prosper you and make you earn about 500,000 every year? But the 500 cities you earn today, you don't pay tight. You don't pay tight. That's that's small one that you have. You're already stealing from God. You see, now God should make you so rich. So the money that you now steal is also a lot now. If you can't pay, you can't pay tithe of 50 CDs from 500 income. Then how are you going to be able to pay like 5,000 CDs, 50,000 CDs tithe? When you see 50,000 cities that and you are carrying it as tied to the church, yes. hey, I, mean, I don't know what you'll be thinking. Yes. One brother, he needed, to, he needed to pay his tithe in dollars. He was saying all over the place that the church cannot chop dollars. Hey. Yeah, that's how we behave. You see? So you don't know that your heart is your behavior today. Your heart is your behavior today. How you behave in small things, in little things, in somebody else's work, is your heart of when you are also giving a lot. If you are giving much, how, how you behave. Yeah, and this is in Luke. I think Luke chapter 12 or so. Yeah. So, you have to understand that prosperity God really wishes above all things that we prosper. But the question sometimes is, are we ready for it? Ask your neighbor, are you ready for riches? <laughs> I think that's a, that's a question, right? After the promises of whether God wants us to prosper, there is no doubt. They are everywhere in the Bible. There is no doubt. Everywhere. Everywhere. God wants his servants to prosper. He desires in the prosperity of his servants. These are all scriptures. Yeah. And all the people who served God like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were not poor. Yeah, Abraham was rich in cattle and in silver. And he had servants. And even Lot, who was not called, called from the beginning with Abraham, as he's associating with Abraham, was also very rich. 
Yeah. Isaac was also rich. He went forward, progressed, he advanced. Yes. He had 100 increase of harvest from his business he was doing. He had servants. He was a very, apart from that, he also had his inheritance he had received from his father. He was not a poor person. Then Jacob was also very rich. Yeah, in a season of famine, he could send his children to go to Egypt. They travel abroad to go and buy food and come back. He was not a poor man. At all. He was not poor. He was not poor. Yeah. You know, he was not poor. He was not waiting in his old age for his children to feed him. A real father, even in his old age, has the capacity to take care of his children, even when they are old, including his grandchildren. Yeah. A real prosperous father whose prosperity and wealth has endured is not relying on an adage and a proverb like, a real father whose riches from God has endured is not, is not waiting for that. Yeah. His, his money is not finished when he's on pension. No. No. You're truly prosperous and truly rich. The riches has, it has, it has endured over time. That, that, was, that was Jacob. He had riches that had endured was very, very, very prosperous and very, very blessed. And everybody who served God was, was like that. They were always very prosperous and blessed. So, when you are a servant of God and you follow God, all these promises in the Bible that we see also applies to you. The only question is if you are ready. If something in God's word doesn't work for you, you have to understand that there is nothing wrong with the word. Rather, there is something wrong with you. You are the one who is not obeying something. You are the one who is not working the word well. But it's not like the word is wrong. The word of God are principles. And they work everywhere. In Acts chapter 10, the declaration by Peter the apostle to the house of Cornelius was that he has come to see that God is no respecter of persons. That everywhere and in every place, anybody that does the right things and pleases God, God will accept. So, 2,000 years after, also here in Ashaiman, in Taifa, you see, God is still no respecter of persons. But anybody who works with him, who pleases him, who obeys his word, he will accept the person and bless the person in the same way. In the same way. In the same way. There is nothing wrong with God's word. Even in our age of technology, there is nothing wrong with his word. Rather, there is something wrong with us. We have not worked the word of God well. And have not obeyed the word of God well. Is somebody here? Put your hands together. So, as you become a king... Know that God also wants you to become a priest. Yeah, a priest. One of the things Prophet says about Lester Samuel was that he says, A person who is truly anointed 
will have the anointing commanding the resources he needs. A truly anointed person will have riches coming to him. Yeah. The anointing on his life will pay for his ministry. Every anointing is like that. It pays for the ministry. It pays for the ministry. And someone who is a true prophet is not in need. At all. Like Elisha, he was not in need. Actually, he could even reject some of the offerings. Yeah, he rejected the offering of Naaman. When Gehazi could not abstain. Yeah, he, he could reject it. But he's a prophet, he's not in need. Yeah. So, when you start to walk in the priestly anointing, and the anointing that has serving God, ministering to God, working for God, you see, when you have that anointing on your life, that anointing will pay for things in your life. Yeah. Because you are working for God. If you are working for God, God has to pay you wages. God has to pay you allowance. God has to pay you money. Yeah, he has to. He has to. One biography I was reading about, um, I think maybe the 50 great Christians or 100 great Christians, I read it a long time ago and all that. Those who work for God, they just do something for God. I remember one woman just is in a room interceding. Doesn't do any other work. He's just praying. And she has a bank account. She'll be there and there'll be deposit in the account. He has not asked anybody to bring any money. But money will be put inside. Well, he's working for God. Yeah. Anybody who works for God, God will pay the person. So, being a priest, if you are a priest, even on a lay basis, Expect that God will reward you and God will pay you. Because giving to God, it cannot happen that you are giving more than God gives you. When you try to give more than God, God also shows up to give more than you have given. And this is the reason why we encourage lay ministry. A person who truly understands lay ministry is a lay person who does the ministry with a full-timer's heart. And such a person will not lack because God will supply your need. Even I heard a prophet recently saying that even the terminology of lay pastors is gradually fading away from the church. It's like we are all just pastors and we are all just serving God in different capacities. That's all. That's all. So, you can become a pastor. You can become a shepherd. You can become a prophet. You can become an apostle. You can become an evangelist. You are a priest. You are both a king and a priest. Never think that God has called only a few people. God has called many people. And you are part of the many people that God has called. Yeah, you are part of the many people that God has called. Now, the anointing in the Old Testament that exemplifies this priestly oil and priestly anointing and priestly duty is the anointing on prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 61, verse 1, the Bible says, The Spirit.
spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. This is the passage that Jesus read in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. That the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So he read from Isaiah. Remember that when Jesus went to the synagogue, he, he, he went up to read. And when he opened the scrolls, he found where it was written. Because Jesus knew where to find things in the Bible. Some of us don't know where to find things. If he give you the Bible right now, he say, open Zachariah, you see the confusion that will be here right now. Yeah, you start looking in the table of contents to find the page number before you go. Because you don't know where it is exactly. But Jesus knew where to find things. The Bible says he found where it was written. And he started to read. So he read Isaiah that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The gospel is simply um, good tidings. Good news. And here in Isaiah he says unto the meek. Yeah, because the poor are also meek. And the poor have their heart open to the gospel. And anybody who is working in a priestly anointing is working as a priest will be someone who has the anointing that has preaching being given to the poor. The poor cannot pay for the, the gospel. Yeah. Yes. yes. Where I went to preach um, uh, uh, a few days ago before I came to Taipa here for the convention, where I went to preach, you know, if, if I'm really going there that they should pay for me to come there, they cannot pay. They cannot pay. Yeah. They cannot pay. For me to go there, I had to pay the things myself to be there. Because real ministry has to do with preaching to the poor. And large sessions of the world are poor. When you see America, America is a very tiny percentage of a rich nation in the world. Most nations are poor, including Ghana. Yeah, Ghana is a poor country. Yeah, we are heavily indebted. Highly. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's funny that you see these politicians comparing and says, oh, America also owes this money to IMF. Uh, this, this country owes. Do you know the money they have? Do you know the reserves they have? Ah, come on. Be serious. Let's be serious. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you know why when we went in lockdown in COVID for two weeks or so, we needed to reopen it immediately? We, we couldn't survive. A few more weeks and we will be grinding to a halt. All the money is finished. If you all the free money that they gave and all that up to today, it has thrown the whole economy into some pandemonium. We are all paying for that money today. Today, up to today, we are still paying. We are still paying today. All the free uh, electricity they gave you, free water, yeah, free food. Uh, we are paying for all that. Up to today, we are still paying. Yeah, and we are likely to pay for a long time. <laughs> yeah, because the taxes, they usually don't revoke them. Yeah. Large portions of the world is poor. Large portions. America is... Um, I think it's just about 
12% or so of the world. Yeah. Large places in Africa is poor. India. Asia. Thailand. All those places. Large places are poor. A lot of people don't have money. Yeah. Yes. So, if you are only looking for what you can get, and this is perhaps the reason why people can't become even full-time pastors. Because you are afraid to be poor. And I can promise you, you will be poor. Yeah. Yes. Because God has to test you to see what is in your heart. Yeah. So he will, he will make you see poverty. To see. Yeah. And I've seen many people who have run away over the years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's not easy. Yes. But later he will honor you. If only you can stay your course and remain your course. He will honor you. He will bless you. He will lift you up. Yeah. He will lift you up. So, you, you have to know that to do God's work, you need to embrace ministering in poor places. You know, a lay pastor perhaps is a pastor that really proves that he has a certain strong love for God. Because for a lay pastor, what you are doing in the church, you don't get anything from it. You, you are not paid from the church. Nothing is given to you. So except it is your love, you see, and your desire to, to love God and to follow God and to help his people, you will not do it. And that is why very few of us are lay pastors. Yeah. Even shepherding, which is a form of pastoring, you see that it's not easy for people to stay doing it. Yeah. Because when we are pastors, we are paying school fees. We are paying hospital bills. Yes. You are even paying for the uh, 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 um, um, several bills of extended family of church members. Their grandmothers and grandfathers. You are paying for things all the time. Yeah. You see, so you see that what you are doing, you are doing the ministry, but you are doing the ministry to poor people. Now, another group of poor people are students. Anybody who is a student is a poor person. When you are a student, you are poor because you are dependent on somebody to look after you. Now, when you start your ministry, you will start your ministry mainly with students and young people who have nothing to give back to you. You will have to care for them and help them. Yes. You have to care for them and help them. You look after them for many, many years. One day, they will have something. And if they have remembrance, they will remember you and do something for you. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say that there are a lot of church members who forget. Those who forget. They forget. Yeah. They forget. Yeah. You see? Now, for example, Taifa like this is in, let me say, it's in a slum in Ashaiman. Yeah. One of the commonest things about people is that when they become rich, 
they move to richer areas. Am I preaching or I'm gone somewhere? They move. Just like you are planning also to move. You are young, but you have already marked, you have mapped your life for about three years now. That if God will bless you, pa, this is the area where you live. And your new area where you live, you will not remember that there is a church here that really helped you and preached to you when you were a nobody. Until you became somebody, you became prosperous. You will not remember. You will not remember and you will not drive your Porsche car now from all that area and say that I'm going to my church where I was taught and put to. Yeah. I'm going to remain there and support my pastor and bless my pastor. And I'll do something even for my pastor for all these years of ministering to me. Usually we'll forget. Yeah, we'll identify a new air-conditioned church in the new Porsche area where you are and say that you are the new member who has come. You forget. Yeah. But ministry is, ministry is done to a lot of poor people. But this is what I've come to see. Many people forget. But out of the many that forget, but may you not forget, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to forget. God is not unrighteous to forget. It is unrighteousness to forget. Yeah, you must have remembrance. Remembrance is the master key for loyalty. It's the master key to faithfulness. Yeah. The master key. Out of the many that forget, God usually will touch the heart of one person who will remember. Yeah. And come and do what about 20 people together can do. Oh, yes. This is what God usually does. He will raise one person who will remember. And he will do what 20 people who should have done something and they have not done it. He alone will come and do it. Many people forget. I've been a pastor for many years. I'm not preaching um, theories. I'm preaching what I've seen it before. What I've seen it before is what I'm preaching. Yeah. Many people forget. Yeah. Many people. Many people. You see, you'll be in a church eh, as we are going towards the end of the year like this. You'll see how many members will even say, oh, pastor, can you take this one cup of rice? For preaching to us all these years. You see, the whole year you have been ministering to us, you have been preaching to us, take this one cup of rice and this Christmas, boil it and enjoy it. Yeah, many of the church members don't do that. Yeah. Say so you are sitting, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Including, including pastors, because I'm a bishop of, of pastors. So even pastors, they forget. Yeah. You see, a few people do that. And sometimes even unlikely people, the very unlikely people are the ones who are even coming to give you a present. It's, a, it's amazing, no? It's shocking. Yeah. You see? But you have to accept that ministry is only possible when it is done in poor areas and to poor people. We have to make the gospel free. 
You have to make the gospel free. If we don't make the gospel free, many people cannot afford it. But some of you are too expensive. God cannot afford you. And this is the reason God has called you, but you have not responded. You are too expensive. It's sometimes a lawyer, you want the service of the lawyer. He will say, this is my charge. I charge by the hour. I bill by the hour. Yeah. And truly, there are some lawyers you can never afford them. Well, if you sit on one hour, the money you will pay, you will be short. Yeah. So you have to go to Makola area there. There are some street lawyers who are moving up. They are real lawyers, but they are working in the streets. If you employ themselves, they will come right now and come and take your keys. I'm preaching. Yeah, I'm preaching. Yeah. So, we can make the ministry possible. Yeah. You know, I hosted um, a pastor, an itinerant pastor, several years ago when I was in Pristia from Germany. When, we, when he came, we were just talking, frankly, and we discussed church income. So he asked, what, would be, what is the church income? So I told him, this is the income. Monthly or weekly. Then he said, this same number of members and congregation, if I have them in Germany, this will be my income. And he mentioned some fantastic income. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So even doing the ministry is not the same everywhere. Even sometimes with the same number of church members, it's not the same. I remember Prophet was saying that he hosted um, one of his fathers and his father, before the church service began, when he came to visit, he said, every money that you raise in this program, I will double it. So they raised the money. Then he came to ask, how much have you raised? Then the cities that he had raised, he converted it to dollars. Then he said, this is the amount I've raised. He said, ah, what are you saying? I said, I, I want to double it. He said, yes. All the three days that we have done, this is the amount. Yeah, very small. Where the person is coming from, with the same crowd that he came to see, the type of monies that he will raise from there. So unfortunately, when God calls some people to Togo, they don't want to go. Yeah, they would rather go to Washington because there is more money there. Even if you have 10 members there, you are, you'll be okay. More than having 200 members somewhere in Africa. Yeah. 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 But, but the Bible says when Jesus sent his apostles two and two, he said, freely have you received. Freely give. The gospel is a free gospel. Yes, not because there is no money associated with it, but we need to find a way of paying for it so that other people can have it free of charge. And that is how we can depopulate here. So I pray today, if there is nothing I've said, with just this little one. I pray today that an anointing will come upon you. 
that will make you rise into becoming a minister. Rise into becoming a priest. Rise into becoming a pastor. Rise into becoming a shepherd. Yes. Demonstrate that that anointing has come upon you to become a preacher. And being a shepherd is perhaps the basic, basic, basic level you should be able to rise to. If you've not risen at all, you should become a shepherd. Because it will make you be able to preach the gospel to the poor. The good news. The glad tidings. The news that Jesus has come to die for our sins. He shed his blood for us. And whosoever believes in that work and believes in him should perish but have everlasting life. This is the good news that God has sent us to preach. Yeah. And this is the reason why I decided that I will not work with my engineering degree, but I will preach for the rest of my life. No matter the consequences, poor or not, I accept it to preach this gospel. Because it's the most important thing and the most privileged position that God can ever give to you. Hallelujah. Put your hands together better for God. May you be a preacher. May you be a preacher. May you be a preacher. May you be an anointed preacher. May you be an anointed teacher. May you be an anointed preacher. A called preacher. Somebody who speaks for God. Somebody who preaches the word of God. Somebody that God is using. May God use you mightily. May God put his anointing on your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout yes. Sit down. The anointing of prophet Isaiah is the anointing that binds the broken hearted. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me and sent me to bind the broken hearted. The anointing that is on your life will cause your ministry to heal the broken hearted and disappointed people. Broken heart is santribo. Your heart is broken. It speaks about disappointments in life and there are a lot of disappointments in this life. Rendixin, a lot. Life is full of disappointment. You don't need to grow very old before you realize that it is full of disappointments. Disappointment that comes from relationships. Yeah? Some of you, even at your young age, you have been disappointed and your heart is broken. That disappointment has changed you. Today, may you receive healing. Yeah. Every abnormality in your life that has come from brokenheartedness, may you receive healing. I said, may you receive healing. Yeah. If a, a guy has shattered your heart, may God heal your heart. If a boy has shattered your heart, may God heal your heart. But it's not only women who have their hearts shattered. Sometimes men also have their hearts shattered. Have you not seen a man crying before? Oh, I've seen men who cry. If you maybe are sitting here, you have cried before. As a man, a lady has made you cry. Why, why were you crying? Because the thing he pained you. What do I come and you not shame? Yeah. 
Now, ladies, can I advise you? Can I advise you? When you are in a relationship, don't do what married people do. Hmm? When you are in a relationship, you are under no obligation to cook for the person. Don't cook for the person. Eh? You can cook in your house and a person will come and eat some. Because men, they want to know that you can cook well. Because some women don't know how to cook. I went to visit a lady some years ago who was my friend. Later on, I got to know that she was actually interested in me. But I was just relating with her. When I realized that she was interested in me, then I stopped relating with her in a certain way because I didn't want to give her hope. Some of the men, you like to give people hope. You are not interested, but you are giving hope. You are a hope giver. <laughs> and you are making the ladies to hear wedding bells. When they are not supposed to hear wedding bells. Why are you caring, 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 caring? Caring. Now, when I went to visit this lady, this lady had made some food. Rice and something. Hey! I couldn't eat the food. Because the food was full of curry powder. I don't know what quantity was put in it. You can call it curry stew. I couldn't eat. I had to force myself. I didn't want to embarrass her. So I had to force myself to take some four blows. And then I said, I'm sorry, but I ate before coming. I cannot eat again. But thank you very much for cooking. Hey! So ladies and ladies can cook. So when you are a man and you are going to marry somebody, you have to let the person cook. And then you come to the house and you come and eat to see whether the person can cook. And when the person is cooking, don't accept indomie. Don't accept spaghetti. Don't accept rice and stew. Don't accept yam and stew. Yes. Accept things like abekati konto. Ebunebunu. Yeah. Accept things. Accept things that when you don't make it well, it can give running stomach. That is what you should accept. That is when it is made and is made well. You can say that, okay, oh yeah, dear. Oh yeah, dear. Yeah. You see. But don't make it a habit as a lady of you are cooking, you know, have gone to that person's house every day, you are cooking there cooking there, washing you are washing boxes you are washing panties with toilets you are doing what married people do eh? then you are also sleeping there you are sleeping there on weekends sleeping there on Friday nights sleeping with the person two times a week three times a week four times a week You have woken up at 4 a.m. When you are supposed to be doing floor prayer. And you are running away to go home. Because I did hurt you. Yes. 
Don't do that. You see, one of the things that causes these strong disappointments and broken heart that sometimes ends the ladies in the mental hospital. Yeah, when you go to the mental hospital, you can ask my wife. She's done some internship or something there before. You see them mentioning the names of boys. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the main names you have heard that they mentioned? There was one man mentioning Ikea. There was one woman to also mentioning the beloved name. Yeah, they, they, they mentioned. I think one time she was telling me that somebody came to the place with the same name, like a name of somebody who broke the heart of a, a patient there. When the person heard the name, immediately the person started to go all kinds of wires and things were touching and all that. They had to transfer the person from there because they could not now vouch for the safety of the, the, the medical personnel there. Yeah. Yes. I'm not bored. I'm not bored because of all these people. You see, a dear Emma said, relationship no and yeah, yeah, a show no. And he said, uni ni panada. Iti na yao ya. And uni na show kesi ye. Yeah. お、ま、にぱにブレイクオブジュニティにまんの。な、おにな<笑><笑> Yeah, but what yes, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's not so wild. We'll just try another one. Yeah, but I dear, what you know, and I show and to us, I'll be saying, hmm, Pastor, we need more, hmm, yo, hey, yo, hmm, yeah, that's it, that's it, true or not true. So, when, when you're in a relationship, have a holy relationship. You are not under any obligation to do some of the things. My people, what they do, you are not under any obligation to do that at all. At all. It's not a marriage. You are not under any obligation to pay school fees. I remember one brother who was telling me, he paid school fees for about two years. Now, when the girl was in the final semester, after not frustrating, he said, But frustrating, you said, you see, then they bring all sorts of you know things. My mother says that he doesn't like people from this tribe. Don't make me use some words on you today. When the girl was paying your school fees for two years, your mother didn't know that she was in another tribe and from another tribe. I feel we are finding your barbecue last paper and where we are now. We are going to be going your mouth. So don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't be cooking. I've gone to the house. You are cooking bangkun. You are doing this. Look. Yeah. You see. Am I preaching? The anointing heals broken heartedness. Yeah. Tonight, may people find healing. Amen. And may you find relationships that lead to marriage. Amen. May God wipe away your tears. Amen. May God cause your broken heartedness to be healed. Amen. 
may you find somebody who will love you who will make you forget your disappointments somebody shall be yes Bonsemerade. But life itself generally is disappointing. Yeah. It's disappointing. When we're a young person, we may not measure the disappointment in a certain weight and scale. But as you grow, you start to measure the disappointments. Yeah. What have I achieved? Where have I been able to reach in my life? What do I have? You start to sometimes even compare yourself with some of your mates and some of your friends around. You look at what they have and what you don't have. You feel disappointed by life in general. This is not how you thought life would be. You were in high expectation of your dreams. You also once upon a time had ambitions and goals. Yeah. You also once upon a time said, I want to be a doctor when I grow. I want to be a lawyer when I grow. I want to be a pilot when I grow. I want to be an architect when I grow. I want to be an engineer when I grow. Once upon a time, you also said that. Yeah. But sometimes life has its way of dishing you meal on a plate that you didn't ask for. And this is the reason why the anointing for healing brokenheartedness is a necessary anointing. Because it's an anointing to encourage that even when you were not able to meet this goal and vision in your life, all is not lost. It can still happen. Yes, God can still make it come to pass. It's not too late for God to do something again in your life. For your dreams to come to pass again. It's that anointing that preaches motivation and encouragement and causes you to say that I can make it, I can do it, I can go through, I can survive. It may have been very bad for me over the years, but I will not end my life. I'm going to live. I'm going to make it. I'm going to try again. I'm going to give it another shot. I'll write that exams again and I'll pass this time. I will attempt at this job interview again and this time they will take me. That is the anointing we need because life is such that we need motivation and encouragement to make it. We need it. We need it. Nobody here should look at your present circumstance and your life now and rule yourself out and say that you are retired. You are not retired. No. Even in ministry, somebody as great as Derek Prince that God used in the healing and deliverance ministry, especially in the deliverance ministry, started his deliverance ministry at the age of 50 years. It's from the age of 50 years that he became a worldwide minister and an international father of the church. Derry Prince. Yeah, so never think that it is late for God to use you to become anything. Yeah. You can even be a president at the age of 75. Yeah. Yes. So don't rule yourself out. Don't, don't, you see, God, we are the ones who live in the concept of time. God does not live in time. He created time for us. God lives in eternity. He lives in an endless, timeless realm. There is no beginning with him. Neither is there any end with him. Yeah. He only 
created time for us. And that is why we have in Genesis in the beginning. It was for our sake. God is timeless. You see. So never limit God to anything that has to do with your age. If you are here and you are 36 years old, don't think that it is too late for a man to marry you. Yeah? If you are 40, don't think that it is too late for certain dreams you had to come to pass. Yeah. Keep believing God. Keep believing God. Your faith is the number one currency you must hold dear in having and receiving rewards when it comes to working with God. Because it is through faith that you can obtain a good report. Yeah. Believe God. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up on church growth. Never give up. Keep trying. Keep trying. A person who does not give up, one day that thing that has not given in to you, one day the thing will be tired. The thing will be tired and say that, hey, look, uh, please, now dear, take it, take it, it's okay. I'm tired. Yeah. Be persistent and have faith. And keep motivating yourself. Keep encouraging yourself. God has anointed you to become someone with a power that encourages. And for a Christian and for a believer, don't look for encouragement from outside because you may not have it. Look for encouragement from within you. Rise up and encourage yourself. Speak to yourself. Through the anointing of prophet Isaiah. And tell yourself that tomorrow I'm going to try again. It didn't work out yesterday, but tomorrow it will work. I'm going to fight again. I'm going to survive. I'll attempt shepherding work. I'll attempt pastoring work. I'll attempt basenta work. I'm going to try again to build my family. I'm going to have another chance. I will give it a shot again. I'm not giving up. I'm not losing hope. I'm not losing faith. That is the anointing that heals you of every disappointment and causes you to rise up again and try again. I see somebody trying again. I see somebody receiving a second chance. I see somebody winning at the second time. I see somebody making it at the second try. In the name of Jesus Christ. This time it will work. This time you will succeed. This time you will make it. This time you will pull through. This time you will come through. This time that thing will succumb to you. This time you will walk over that thing and overcome it. You will conquer it in Jesus name. You will conquer it in Jesus name. For even when a righteous man has fallen seven times, he shall rise again. I say he shall rise again. You may be a tree who is cut down, but at the scent of water, you shall rise again and germinate. You shall become a tree one more time. You shall become a fruitful tree. The anointing of the Lord is upon you. You are not going to give in. You are not going to give up. Somebody receive it. Somebody shout yes. Yeah, you won't give up. And tonight I want to encourage somebody that your prayers and your desires that are in the envelopes here, they are still going to come to pass before December ends. God will surprise you. God will do a miracle because God is not bound by time. He may even decide to do it on 31st night because he is God and he will surprise you. May the Lord do something new in your life. Somebody shout yes. Sit down. Wow. Well, what I don't have is time. We have to pray now. 
by the anointing of prophet Isaiah that is coming upon you will give you beauty for ashes and it will give you the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness yeah God will raise you from the ashes yeah you know ashes is used to describe poverty God lifts people from the ashes and sets them upon horses yeah, and makes them into princes. So may the Lord lift you from every ashes that you are in. Amen. Tonight, may the anointing break the spirit of poverty. Amen. May the spirit of poverty in your family be broken. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May frustration and struggles come to an end in your life. Amen. May difficulty and curses that cause you to be limited, that cause you not to advance and go forward. May those curses be destroyed by the anointing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May anything which has surrounded you, that makes you, when you turn, to hit the same outcome. May that outcome change today by the power of the anointing. I see newness in your life. I see progress in your life. I see a blessing in your life. I see people speaking and testifying about you in a different way. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In place of poverty, may you have prosperity. In place of lack and need and rags, may you have wealth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let the anointing that creates wealth come in your life and bless you. I see a change. I see a change. I see a change. God is giving you the oil of joy. Anything that makes you to cry and mourn. Anything. I see somebody here. Bereavement is common in your family. God is ending that bereavement today in Jesus' name. That pattern and curse, God is stopping it in Jesus' name. That, that spirit of death that roams in your family freely, taking lives, his power is finished today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That sword that keeps entering into different homes to end lives and to take lives, today we shatter that sword by the power of the anointing. In the name of Jesus Christ. May you receive the oil of joy. In place of mourning, may you receive the oil of joy. Anything that makes you cry, weep and mourn. Now you are receiving circumstances that make you laugh. May your mouth be full of laughter. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You may even be a stranger in a strange land. But God will cause you to have laughter in your mouth. You will sit by the rivers of Babylon and you will laugh. You will sing because God has put joy in your life in the name of Jesus. And even if you have to cry and weep one day, may you cry cries of, of joy and tears of joy. May you be overwhelmed by God's goodness and by God's kindness in the name of Jesus Christ. I see God making somebody the head over here. I see God raising you to be above and not beneath. I see you becoming the head and not the tail. I see somebody pushing to the forefront. You are pushing forward. You are breaking every barrier. You are breaking every limitation. You are going forward in your life. The anointing will ensure this. Somebody shout and receive it. Anybody here who suffers from depression, that depression has come to an end. 
I said that depression has come to an end. Anybody who is often sad and often morose and often you are always quiet. Eh? Today, that spirit of heaviness has lifted from off you. That spirit of depression is gone out of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Today, we cancel the power of suicide. We come against hopelessness. In Jesus' name. You will not come under any form of hopelessness. In Jesus' name. Your spirit is encouraged. I say your spirit is encouraged. The anointing of prophet Isaiah will make you to be known as trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. You will be established as a righteous person. Anything that is sin which is a weakness in your life, it has come to an end. Pornography has ended. Masturbation has ended. Fornication has ended. Adultery has ended. Drunkenness and alcoholism has ended. Drug use and drug abuse has ended. In the name of Jesus, may you be a tree of righteousness. A tree of righteousness. May your children and your seed be trees of righteousness. I prophesy to your children they will serve the Lord. Whatever your children are doing now, maybe they are not even serving God now, or they are involved in a certain lifestyle that is not good, but by the Spirit of God and by the anointing of Prophet Isaiah, I turn your children back to the Lord. They will find themselves coming to church. They will find themselves in the house of God. They will become pastors. They will become priests. They will become servants in the house of God. Somebody shout yes! Why don't you come and put an offering at the altar here for your children? Even if they are unborn. Come and plant a seed into their lives. That your children will be seeds of righteousness. They will be trees of righteousness. Yeah. There is nothing like a wayward son. Or a small daughter. Kato Mande. Reke Bebe. I prophesy to your children. They'll be playing the keyboard in church. They'll be playing drums in church. They'll be singing solo in church. They'll be part of the choir in church. They'll be pastors in the house of God. They'll be shepherds in the house of God. They'll be ashes in the house of God. Your daughters will marry pastors. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Your daughters will marry godly people. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Your daughters will marry servants of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember one day. Benihim was saying that. He had a certain daughter who was wayward. And the daughter was going to a nightclub. So as a father. And a pastor. Who wanted to supervise their daughter at all costs because he couldn't prevent the daughter from going. But the daughter has turned 18, and then when they are dead, they say they are adults. So he went to the to the to the club wearing a cap and dark glasses and monitoring the daughter as the daughter was, was dancing in the nightclub. Hey! But one day, God's power touched this same daughter, and she turned around. And became interested in the ministry and ended up marrying a pastor. I prophesy the end of your children that it shall be a good end. They will love God 
and they will serve God. Somebody shout yes. Ah, I feel that God is doing so much through just the word. You do feel that yesterday too. Just the word seems to be enough. Kreto Mandara. Muyama. Now, I think I'd let, like to end with this. Eh? Mm. Or this last two. Mm. He said, But ye shall be named the priest of the Lord. Verse 6. Men shall call you ministers of our God. I like this one. You shall be known as priests of God. This is what makes the anointing of Isaiah the best anointing that describes you as not only a king but also a priest. Yeah. There is somebody here. There is no pastor in your family. I see God raising you as the first priest in your family. And you are going to be a trailblazer. And after you, many other people will be raised to also become servants of God. I see the call of God has fallen in your family and upon your life. Now, even as I'm speaking. Kadabaraba. Yes. God will make you a priest. And call other people in your family too. Yeah. Your family suddenly has become special. Because of tonight's service. An anointing is coming upon you. An anointing is coming upon you. You shall be named the priest of the Lord. The priest of the Lord. Men shall call you ministers of our God. Today people call me a minister of God. They call me a minister of God. When I officiate their weddings, they accept. When I officiate their naming ceremonies, they, are, they accept. When I officiate their engagement, they accept. I am known as a minister of God. Yeah. It's an anointing. It's precious. I say it's precious. I love it. I say I love it. That same anointing is coming upon you. Radabado Mande Baba. I say it's coming upon you. And I like this one also. It says that, and, and you shall build the old waste, and you shall raise up former desolations, and you shall repair the waste cities, and the desolations of many generations. Verse 4. May you be a builder. I see you becoming a builder. A builder of the kingdom of God. A builder of the house of God. A builder of your own life. There will be nobody here who will not have a building. You will build your own house. You will buy land and own your own building. You will have a mansion. You will have several houses. May you leave an inheritance for your children and your children's children. Yeah. Recently I've been prophesying. Yeah, because I, 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 heard, I heard some pastors say, yeah, like kind of thinking like this, when he was like 80 something years old, he gave houses to all his children and his grandchildren. Yeah. You will not leave one house for your children who are five to be quarreling over. You will give one to each one of them. Receive the capacity and the anointing to build houses for all your children. Some of you here, your parents did not build, but you will build. Your mothers did not build, but you will build. Your fathers did not build, but you will build. What your father could not do, the anointing of Isaiah will empower you to do. 
Somebody shout yes. I said you will do in Jesus' name. Kata 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 kata. Akatando makata. Yeah. When you write a will one day, it will include houses. There will be nobody here who will be living in your will that they say, that they say, and coal pot and other things. May you leave things like lands. May you leave shops. May you leave high rise buildings. May you leave skyscrapers. May you leave mansions. May you leave buildings. May you be a builder of the waste places. May you be a builder of desolations. Hey. Let the anointing come on you. Oh, I love this anointing. And every one of us will be builders of the church. Thou art Peter. I said, Thou art Peter. You are a rock. Eh? And this revelation, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. May God build his church through your life. May that anointing that builds the church come upon you. May you be a builder of the church. May you be a pillar in the house. May you be a column in the house. May you be an important, valuable person in the house of God. A builder of the church of God. You know, there are some people, if they are not in church, it affects a lot of things. There are some people, too, when they don't come, it doesn't affect much. May you be somebody that, when you are not in church, it affects many things. Because you are a builder. I said you are a builder. A lot of things revolve around you. Rakatoma kataba. Rakataba kaba. There are some people when they are not in church, it can even cause people to backslide. Oh yes. Some people they are not be they are no longer serving God can even close down an entire church. Yeah, they are builders of the church. Yeah. May you be a builder. And receive this last one. Are you ready? Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. And in their glory shall you boast yourself. Rakataba. For your shame, you shall have double. For your confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Oh, I prophesy into your life that you will eat the riches of the Gentiles. And for your shame, you shall have double. 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 May somebody have a double blessing. Anything which has been stolen from you, may you have a double. May you be restored double. Two times. I said two times. And when Job prayed for his friend, God turned his captivity. And God gave him twice as much as he had before. Anything that the enemy stole from Job, God gave him double. May you receive double tonight. Oh, somebody shout yes. Somebody shout, I receive it. Oh, I feel the anointing strongly. I feel the anointing strongly. It's already on your life. It's already on your life. It's already on your life. Lift your hands everywhere.